the podcast on the Sing Second Sports Network are a ProVision Advisors production. At ProVision Advisors, we specialize in strategic communication planning, execution, and coaching for senior-level leaders and communicators dedicated to achieving success. Visit ProVisionAdvisors.net to learn more. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the opening edition of the second season of the one and only Navy football podcast brought to you by New Day USA. New Day USA is a company serving active and retired veterans, providing home loans, low interest mortgage refis, etc. Later in this pod, we are going to have the executive chairman of New Day USA, former Navy football great and Admiral Tom Lynch the legend, 1963 Navy football team captain. But for now, I am joined by my co-host for the second straight year, back by popular demand, two Navy football greats, both of whom played in the NFL, record-setting quarterback Keenan Reynolds, standout fullback Eric Catani, went on to play in the NFL. They're part of, I was looking today, guys, at the list of NFL players, and it's not that many from the United States Naval Academy, so you're in very select company. But without further ado, let's get right into this. And the first question I was going to ask each of you was to recall perhaps a memorable season opener that you played in. And I don't believe either of you played in the season opener as plebes. So for you, Eric, I want to say that your season, your first season opener as sophomore was East Carolina at home, Navy won 28-23. Then your junior year at Temple, Navy won 30 to 19. And then I know you remember this one because you mentioned it on the pod. 2008, you opened with Towson. That must have been the Shun White game, 41 to 13. And I think that's when Shun White rolled for like 300 yards rushing. So of those three, anyone stick out to you, Eric Katani? Yeah, of course. The, uh, the Shun White is the leading rusher of the, the nation that game. I think he had like 347 yards. But um, I, I, actually, freshman year, I played um, kickoff. Oh, you and did? Me- okay. Yeah, I, I actually had a memory because Clint Sobey also uh, traveled as well. So that was um, Maryland. That was M&T Bank. Yep, yep. That was uh, – yeah. they had some phenomenal players. And, you know, I pretty much, uh, you know, was there just, you know, as a, as a cheerleader. But that was a, a unique experience because I remember in, in high school – you know, looking at the, the calendar and, you know, trying to prepare myself if I you know, did make the team and, you know, possibly even, you know, get on there somehow, you know, looking and count down the days to play at MIT, MIT or MIT Bank Stadium. So for me as a, a, a young high school kid, 17, 18 years old, thinking about that was, you know, very daunting at the time thinking about that, you know, an NFL stadium was your first game you could play. in. so that was always my goal as a freshman was to just make the team. Uh, and, you know, possibly, you know, contribute as much as I possibly can in, in any facet of it. And, you know, I remember, I forget what game it was. Um, I, I, I was kicked off and actually recovered a fumble. And uh, I was so excited about it that I <laughs> I kept the ball and I ran <laughs> it to the sideline. And Coach Johnson uh, was not pleased with me because the ref was chasing at me. We almost got a penalty for it. I was so pumped and excited. And then he – uh <laughs> Yeah, he, he 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 told me how yeah how it was uh, after that game, but it was it was a, a good moment. And freshman year, it's it's always hard to play, and 
you know, Keenan, you know, you could talk about it more, man. He played all four years and, you know, 85,000 yards rushing. So let me hear your story. Well, first of all, let me mention, because Keenan probably saw this tape, Ivan Jasper to this day is still angry with Ricky Dobbs because in that Maryland game, which Navy lost 23 to 20, Navy was on the goal line and he told Ricky to run a play and he didn't run it. And he tried to like jump over the pile or something. He got knocked back and Navy lost. And Ivan Jasper still calls him a knucklehead for that. But uh, Keenan, let me bring up yours. And I, you know, I was wrong about Eric not playing as a plebe. So I hope I'm not wrong with you, but I know Trey Miller was the starting quarterback that year. I believe your host season openers were at Indiana 41-35, which was a barn burner. I remember that game, and that was a great win for Navy beating a Big Ten team on the road in the opener. Then nobody will ever forget Ohio State in the horseshoe, and Navy was looking good at halftime, and things went south, 34-17 loss. And then the th- your senior year, Colgate 48-10. I don't think that was a memorable game. So what? Uh, the, your freshman year was Notre Dame in Ireland. Did you travel? Yeah, I played. I actually played that game. Um, yeah, because the Navy lost fifty to ten. Yeah, yeah, I got some garbage time. Um, I I think the most memorable, <laughs> the most memorable moment of that game was before I go in. I think it was like Coach Judge and maybe like Coach O'Rourke were like, "All right, don't turn the ball over. <laughs> First possession. What do I do? I fumble, and Notre Dame gets it back. <laughs> so." Uh, but I mean, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was scared out of my mind. Like, I would, I say scared, but like, I was so nervous. Like, this is Notre Dame. You got Manta Teo across from you. He was Mike backer that game. He had like 30 tackles. Like, it was just so crazy to be in. Like, and I almost, I almost went in like before halftime. So Trey got hurt early in the second quarter and they were like screaming for me to get my helmet. And I was about to go in. And then he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then he was, like, getting taped up at halftime. And, like, so I was, like, always on the edge of, like, am I going to play or am I not going to play? My sophomore year was the one that the first one I started in Indiana. So a cool story about, about that game is uh, I was hurt the entire – all camp pretty much. So I had, like, torn on a, or pulled or torn on or oblique muscle. And it's funny because Coach Jasper actually sent me a clip of me tearing that muscle from practice uh, a few weeks back. But uh, so I was out. That's for not a good days. memory. What's he doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, you know, think about Coach Jasper. He always watches like old films. So he's, he sometimes he sends me old clips, stuff that I barely even remember uh, from playing. But but that particular play, like Toilet Oblique was out for 31 days. And then I didn't practice till the Thursday before the Indiana game. And then we went out and had a great game. And we, we obviously won Big Ten team on the road. So that was pretty – that's probably like the most memorable of all of them. Um, Ohio State was actually at M&T, not the horseshoe. Um, oh, it was that game. Yeah. Okay. And I, I just remember, like, we were really close, and then I turned the ball over, and we ended up losing. So, uh, yeah, man, some a lot of great memories for opening. I think that the way you perform in an opening can kind of really set the tone for the first half of your season. Um, and so it, it's, it's definitely uh, bringing back some old memories. So, obviously, the um, coaching staff is nervous going into openers no matter what. And I was, it's interesting. Ty Lavatai said something this week to the during his media Zoom call. It said all the, you know, midshipmen and fans and family are asking him, how's the team look? And he's like, you never really know until you play another opponent. And I remember that, like, 
the week before the game, you guys used to always go to the stadium and do game simulation, like literally all of the various simulate, literally to the point of going in the locker room at halftime. Um, but so, you know, kind of tell me, guys, on both of your thoughts as to what are concerns going into the opener and what are the things that you, a game management, just operations are all probably critical elements that the coaching staff worries about, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, operations. It's even the coaches as well. Like, you know, you're saying is, you know, in practice, they don't really wear headsets. And, you know, and if they're down, um, you know, on the sideline versus up in the, up in the booth and, you know, vice versa, it's, uh, it's hard for all parties involved. You got to get that, uh, you know, flow state or rhythm, I like to call it. Um, so for me, uh, the first games were always, you know, getting in, that game shape and that getting ready for that, that first couple of hits and then kind of, you know, shaking those nerves. And <laughs> a funny thing on me is that some people know, and some people don't is I always uh, um, have really bad stomach before games. I get really nervous uh, in that aspect. So um, that's always my thing to prepare myself mentally and also physically. So. Keenan. Yeah. First games. Uh, really just everything that, that Eric said. And then, I mean, specifically for this year's team, um, I would be curious to see some of Ty's in-game leadership and how it has developed over the last, you know, 12 months from last year to now. Um, how does he command the offense? I really want to see what the offense does with the first drive. Like, I think a good sustained drive, like even if, you know, you don't get points, but like multiple first downs, I would like to see that. Like, I think a bad start would be a three and out. I think our defense is going to be fine. I had a chance to watch these guys practice uh, last week, and they got some athletes on that on that on the defensive side of the ball. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how fast this team is, about how strong this team is. I talked to Coach Fitz; he told me a lot of good things about some of the numbers these dudes are doing in the weight room. Um, and so I'm really excited to see all that translate onto the field. Like, what does it look like in that game scenario against a, another opponent, uh, mano a mano? That's what I'm really excited to see, all that hard work. They, we talked about last week uh, in our preview, we talked about how they've been able to go from A to Z now, and they haven't skipped any letters or any steps. So now you get to see, okay, what does the culmination of a full Navy offseason look like in practice, in a real game? Um, so I'm excited to see that. But specifically on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's imperative that they like two or three first downs to start. That's going to be huge just for like confidence. Like I think all throughout the coaching staff, the fans and the team as well. Like if the offense goes out there and they march 75 yards in 10 plays and score a touchdown, that the game, it could be a blowout. Like, you know, I don't want to call it too early, but I think momentum and confidence really does make a, a huge difference in the outcomes of games. And if they can march down the field first drive of this year and score, I think that that's going to start off the entire team on fire. And that first half is going to be electric. Now, if we struggle, I don't think it's going to equate to like us, like being the nail biter with Delaware. I don't know too much about them and what they're going to look like, but I think that it will cause some nervousness and we'll, we'll get off. We'll get out of the gates a little slow if we struggle on offense. So I, I really think offense has to set the tone. Um, for this season with that first drive that they had. Oh, I think everybody would love to see a typical Navy 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive right off the bat. Uh, so the last two season openers were very forgettable. Uh, in 2020, the year that 
Coach Diamond elected not to do any physical contact in practice because of COVID. BYU came into Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium and thumped Navy 55 to 3 last year against Marshall. And I have to say, this was a shocker to me because I didn't consider Marshall the type of team that should be beating Navy on its home field. But 49 7 loss to Marshall. So I know Coach Neamot would have preferred to play Holy Cross in the season opener. Um, but he's, he does, he, the Navy is back to a football championship subdivision school. FCS, unfortunately, it's one of the schools at the top end of FCS. Delaware is a perennial power at the football championship subdivision level, uh, has won several national championships. Now they have a new coach, Ryan Carty, who was actually a backup quarterback for Delaware, and he was on a 2003 team that beat Navy at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium behind quarterback Andy Hall, the starter. And uh, he's the new coach, so Delaware is going to have new schemes on both sides of the ball, which I think is good for Navy catching a, a team in the very first game under a new coaching staff. But Delaware is incredibly veteran. They have 17 starters on the roster that are either fifth-year or six-year players or grad students. So it's unbelievable because of COVID and the extra years of eligibility granted uh, to have that many that much experience on a team, but your thoughts, I mean, Delaware, I know, I mean, coach Niamat would like to be playing Holy cross, um, you know, but Delaware, the last three times, Navy, you, I think Eric remembers when Joe Flacco brought Delaware in here and beat Navy 59, 52, because uh, Eric was on that team, but the three yeah. times the two teams played since Navy, Navy beat Delaware handily. So what, what, what's your thoughts? You, you, you at all concerned about FCS Delaware, Eric? Well, I have a fun fact, actually, or kind of a unique story. Who uh, is a starting running back that scored four touchdowns from Delaware against us the year they beat, beat us with Joe Flacco? Or do you remember, Bill? Omar Cuff? Omar Cuff. Omar Cuff was my roommate for mini camps with the Patriots. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, it was just a real small. I totally forgot about that until you brought up that. Uh, yeah, but no, he, I'm not. I'm, he, he had a he big game stuck. in that victory over Navy, by the way. He it was him and Flacco were the leaders of that. Yeah, that was their coming out party. They're they're phenomenal. Um, but no, I'm not worried. Um, I'm more excited to be honest, just uh, to see the you know the hard work that the guys put in. Um, and then also, you know, after our, our last podcast and on your article as well, Bill, I've been getting a lot of uh heat about the fullbacks um so I'm, I'm excited to see them show up and see what those guys can do um at that level you know they are smaller guys but i'm excited to see what the coach has prepared for these uh these men out there yeah eric uh one point about the fullback so i actually got to see these guys like i don't know if you've been to a practice this year but i've got to see these I'm guys. not i'm excited to hear to see you guys these guys in person, right they're gonna be fine like oh okay what, what do you got what, what's the scoop no, I mean, I'm just like the size of the fullbacks. Like I seen them in person. I wasn't like, oh, that guy's small. Like, you know, like they kind of remind me of looking at like Noah or somebody. Um, and that's no shade to Noah because he was very successful. Um, that's, and that's my guy. So like that's the kind of uh, the size range that I see. So I'm not too, too concerned. I think the paper, the paper is the paper, right? This, the, the height weight always gets people a little nervous. Um, but I wouldn't worry about that, especially with, with the type of offense that we've kind of evolved into. We're not the traditional 
pounded between the tackles 25, 30 times a game anymore. That's just the reality of what we do. So yeah. because of that, I'm assuming that, that we've started recruiting different types of players, but they look fine. So that's a, that's a nice caveat. As far as being worried about this game, um, you are, I think you're always worried like when you don't have – like you don't have any real film of this team, got a new coach, don't really know what defense they're going to run. You think you know based on like coaching histories and who they're connected to and you go several layers up the tree of – where they learned or who they studied on to try to figure out the scheme of who they're going to, what type of defense they're going to play. But you're coming into a game where you don't know anything. They're a very experienced team. They've had the entire summer to prepare for you. I think you are a little nervous because it's just the first game and you don't have a clue what you, what you have. You've only been going against each other. So me personally, I'm just kind of anxious more than anything, just to see like, again, going back to my point about the offense, what are they going to look like? this this uh in a in a game setting and what what's ty gonna do so uh it, it's gonna be interesting i don't think i don't think i'm worried about us like getting blown out at all and i'm not worried about us losing but uh i, I just want to see us get off to a fast start that's really all that's really what that would satisfy me I, i'm already kind of penciling in a win um but i want to see a fast start and like a dominant performance where it's like okay we were clearly better we executed way better the entire game. That's the kind of stuff that I really want to see uh, for this opener. Yeah, how was the intensity and like the the movement of practice? Was it still same period flow? Was it uh, was it slower? What 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 did you feel there? Uh, so it was the the scrimmage that Bill was talking about, where they kind of come in and they do like the top to bottom like game mock scrimmage. Um, so I mean, I'm obviously not gonna. I don't want to give out details of what it looked like because kind of playing both sides of the coin here, being like grad and semi-media, but they look fine. You know, they look they look like Navy football, right? And they were executing and they're making plays and the defense looks good. They're fast. Um, they they look physically, they look really good. You know, like the the linebackers, some of the, the skilled players, um, Mikhail Haywood, I'm actually really excited to see him play. I heard a lot of great things about uh, him, his character, type of leader he is just as a youngster like stepping up and like kind of taking a commanding role on offense. I think that's pretty impressive. So I'm really excited to see what he does with a full year of starting action and not just special teams action that kind of metastasize into offensive capability. And then one thing also, we you know, we don't talk about much, you know, under you know, coach McKinnis is the wide receivers, how they look. Yeah, man, I think we got some returning folks. Um, get like this, we have like a, a very typical body type of Navy football wide receivers. Like they're big, they're physical. That same physicality is still there. Um, so I, it'll be curious to see what happens in a game setting. Yeah, two wide receivers to look for. Mark Walker, who's a returning starter, and he had a great sophomore year season, not so great a junior year. Um, he's, he's kind of the veteran guy that needs to step up and be the go-to guy to replace Michael Cooper. And Jaden Umbarger, who's my guy that I call Mr. Reverse, because every time they run a reverse, they give the ball to him. Real quickly, before we bring Admiral Lynch in, talk about his days with Navy football and also about New Day USA, because Eric's got to go join former Navy football player, now commander of the Blue Angels, John Fay. Here he's out in Cleveland, Ohio for an air show, and he and Eric are going to get together. Last but not least for you, Eric, before we let you go, three of the last four seasons losing records. Um is this a crucial – how crucial is this season for Navy to bounce back? Winning season, bowl game at least, hopefully commander-in-chief trophy champions. But, I mean, three out of four seasons 
with losing records is, is not Navy football. And I know Coach Niamh blames a lot of what happened in 2020 and 2021 on COVID and how it affected Navy and prevented Navy from, as Keenan said, doing the normal preparation process from the, during the offseason from A to Z. And he feels that, that this year there are no excuses. They have had the typical, as Coach Niamh says, we prepared this team the same way I prepared 12 other teams previously. So, Eric, what's your thoughts on the how critical it is for the Navy to have success this season? Yeah, it's 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 critical. The coaches know that. Uh, Chet knows that, and the fans know that as well. Um, you know, we're not used to having you know losing seasons, and you know, COVID happened, and you know, there's also a, a bunch of things that happened too with the the strength of schedule last year. Um, you know, now mega conferences, transfer portals. There's so many different small things that, you know, go into play of just, you know, a win or a loss. And if you actually look at last season, we had a very, very hard schedule. We almost won some of those games. We could have been almost five, over 500. So it's, it's football, you know, and it's a, at the end of the day, it's a business. If you don't treat it like a business, you have no business being here. And Coach Neumann is a true professional, and so is the staff. And I believe that they're going to show up this year, win Air Force, win Army, and I think they're going to go to a, a, a good bowl game. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll be there uh, for the Memphis game, so I'll, I'll see you guys up there. Kenny, will you be up there for the Memphis game? Yeah, it's at home, right? Yes, sir. sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be at pretty much every home game, so uh, I'll be good. Right, unless I'm, well, like, grilling or something. So, obviously, I like your confidence, Eric Katani. Keenan, do you have that same confidence? Navy's a winning team this season? Yeah, I don't bet against Coach Neumont, right? Uh, the the – the man has 100 wins. He's the winningest coach in Navy football history. He, he clearly has a clue on how to make this thing work, and he's done it so many different times. The landscape is definitely different. There's a lot of, you know, uh, variables and uh, other issues that Eric brought up that are really important. But I think, like, one of the best features of Navy football coaching staff is adaptability, being able to change to what the defense is doing, being able to change the type of players that come through, being able to change to, like, the rules that the NCAA makes, like – over the last, I want to say, 10 years, like they progressively made rules to make running the option that much harder to execute. And we've continued, oh, yeah. we've continued to adapt to that. So I don't bet against that st this staff on that. I mean, I have direct hands-on knowledge of the, the adaptability in games, like drawing up plays we've never practiced in games and then throwing a touchdown <laughs> of that same play. So just those types of things and, and the type of men that are, that are leading – this these group of uh of, of midshipmen i'm i'm really excited i'm always excited for a new navy football year um and like i said as long as we got coach kenny and uh coach jasper at the helm on offense i, I i'm confident and then we have uh, a very prolific defensive coordinator and defensive staff as well so we'll fit even if we start off slow we'll figure it out i'm confident of it and uh i think it's going to be a pretty good year for us Bowl game is like the minimum standard. Like that's like you come into the the, the year like we're gonna make a bowl game, right? Like everybody knows, yeah, we're gonna make a bowl game. But the real thing is let's let's win the commander in chief. Let's get the trophy back to Annapolis where it belongs. Let's get to the White House. You know what I'm saying? We can enjoy it now. No more COVID protocols. You know we can enjoy it and and really be a part of that again. So we might as well you know get back to that routine that we have so uh, so recently we're we're very fond of. Yeah, most recently in 2019 with the 11-2 and two team that was Commander-in-Chief Trophy Champions and uh, beat uh, Kansas State 
in the uh, uh, Liberty Bowl. I am going to bring in Admiral Tom Lynch, who is the executive chairman of New Day USA, which we are so proud and honored are the presenting sponsor of the one and only Navy football podcast. Admiral Lynch is the legendary captain of the 1963 Navy football team that went nine and two and played Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Roger Stallback was the quarterback, but Tom Lynch was the leader. And you talk to Roger Stallback, Skip or any of those great players on the 63 team, and they are say Admiral Lynch is their captain for life. Uh, he went on to a very distinguished 31-year career in the service. Uh, just an amazing list of accomplishments. Commander of the Eisenhower Battle Group during Operation Desert Shield. Superintendent of the U.S. Naval Academy from 1991 to 1994. Director of the Navy staff at the Pentagon from 1994 to 95. Admiral Lynch, we're so honored to have you on. Um, I will kind of ask you if you remember the 1963 season opener against West Virginia. It was on the road in Morgantown, West Virginia. Navy won 51 to 7. That was a good omen for uh how things were going to go in the 63 season, wasn't it, Admiral? Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that game. Uh, my number was 51. Uh, the officer representative was Commander Sam Jones from the class of 51. And at halftime, it was 26 to zip. And, uh, of course, they had – that was supposed to be their big year, the Bicentennial of West Virginia. They had four or five guys winning the pros after that season. And uh, we went down there in Morgantown on a charter plane with 51 guys on the plane. It took us 51 minutes to get there. And uh, at halftime, it was 26 to nothing. And Sam Jones comes up to me and he says, Tom, and I, it was, it was a, a day like today in Annapolis. It was hot, it was humid. Uh, I'm sucking on an orange and a Coca-Cola. And he says, Tom, we need 25 points this half. And I look up and I say, excuse me, Commander. He says, you know, 51, 51. Says, oh, yeah, 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 right. So final score was... 51 to 7. They scored in the final minute. But uh, <laughs> so we'll always, Ernie George, offensive line coach, it was his 51st birthday. So, yeah, that was a pretty memorable day for us. And that was a real, real kickoff of the season. And of course, the season before, we lost to, in the last game of the season, we lost to USC in the Coliseum, which we felt we should have won. It was 13 to 7, and we beat them on the field. But we lost in the score. And then we uh, really kicked Army uh, pretty badly, 34 to 12. So we had the momentum going into the season. So it was, uh, it was a great start. That's an unbelievable list of coincidences with the number 51. So, Admiral, I'm going to ask you to kind of put your fan hat on. You are as loyal a supporter of Navy football as there ever has been, as there ever is today. Um, I know you go to a lot of games. You don't miss games if you have to watch them on television if you're out of town. But what's your kind of thoughts on the state of the program, the three losing seasons out of four years? And we know COVID is unusual and caused problems, especially for a service academy. But do you feel good about where the program is? And, you know, what's your thoughts on this season? Well, like your uh, predecessors uh, on, the, on the program here, both uh, Keenan and Eric, I'm, I'm kind of in their camp. Uh, I've got a lot of faith in Coach uh, Ken, Coach Niamatololo, uh, he and his staff and uh, – uh, Newberry on the defensive coordinator. They've really put it together. They've got a good coaching staff. Uh, we are ranked 102 in one poll, 103 in another poll, and Army and Air Force are way ahead of us. But I love that. We are now the underdogs. People don't take into account that we had the toughest schedule in the land last year. 
We're bigger. We're faster. We're more experienced. I think Ty's going to have a breakout year at quarterback. And these kids, I think they got a little chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to go into a little swagger this season. And uh, and we love it being an underdog. And, and I look at the kids we have on that team. I say kids. I don't like to say that. I like to say young men that we have represented us on that field. They are all, I've met so many of them. They're all great young men. They've worked their tails off all through the, uh, during the summer and preseason. So uh, they're hungry. They're mean. They're nasty. And they're ready to go out and take it, take it out on some people. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be a blowout on Saturday, in my personal opinion. I hope you're right, Admiral. Well, uh, they do have a chip on their shoulder. That has become abundant throughout preseason. When I've talked to players and coaches, there's definitely a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, like Coach Nehemiah said, we've won a lot of games here. We, we know what we're doing. Uh, this We're not just didn't, you know, wake up yesterday. And they did have a lot of close games. You think of, you know, they had Cincinnati on the ropes, lost 27-20. Uh, you know, the Houston game, they were, you know, that came down to the wire and they lost 28-20. Xavier had a fumble in his own territory late that really hurt. Um, I mean, there's you can go down the list and find, you know, three or four losses that could have been wins, and that changes a four and eight season into an eight and four season. Uh, so, Admiral, real, let's talk about New Day USA. And we're so thankful and honored that you all are, are the presenting sponsor of the football podcast for Navy. It's become very popular with fans, and uh, I enjoy our partnership. Can you tell us a little bit about New Day USA and what the company does? I'm very happy to do so, Bill. I mean, New Day USA is a mortgage lending company, home loan, VA home loans only. We, I'm here, I'm 80 years old. I don't need to be here. I'm the executive chairman, but I'm here because of what we are doing for the veterans of this country. When everybody else will turn them down, all the money center banks, all the credit unions, everybody will say no because your FICO is too low. We, we customize the loan for the individual. We spend 45 minutes on that first call the people that represent me are account executives. They're, they're conditioned to say, Admiral Lynch has said, I'm to do whatever I can to help you get that loan. And that changes the whole complexion. These are men and women who served the uniform with, with, and made all the sacrifices and made possible all the freedoms and values we cherish in this country. And now uh, they're like every American, not you, me, everybody. I mean, we have, particularly in this day and age, with inflation like it is, the cost of groceries, the cost of uh, fuel, air conditioning, all these problems you have, they're going to use that credit card. They're going to miss a credit card payment, and that affects their FICO score. We find out why happened, where are you, and then we give that loan. It's their money. It's the equity in their home. Uh, they deserve that. They pay off the bill. For the average, uh, our average client is a 60-year-old. We uh, consolidate $33,000 of credit card debt, put $17,000 in the bank, and lower the home payments by 600 bucks a month. If I had all thousand of our people here and I said, how many of you have had a veteran cry on the phone, which I have done this, every hand jots up in the air. So I tell our young people, we are doing things. You can, uh, you can be a doctor, you can be a fireman, a policeman, EMT, but where else? What other profession can you walk to your car at night and say, I changed a life? And that's what we're doing day in and day out. It's very humbling for me. I feel very honored to be a member of this company and be their exec executive chairman, be the face on TV, whatever it takes, because that veteran has earned that benefit. We as Americans have given him for his service, him or her, for their service. We've given that, they've earned that, and uh, so many of them don't even know they have it. And so 
it's uh it's a I, I feel so blessed that at this stage of my life to be able to give back to the veteran community and that's what we do at new day fantastic so one of the things i love about our connection with new day usa and you representing the company is that this is real brings the brotherhood full circle you're 1963 one of the legends of navy football you played alongside roger stallback the greatest player in navy history whose uniform number number 12 is retired and then here we have eric and keenan who are from the triple option era great players who went on to play in the nfl and keenan has his number retired keenan can you kind of talk you've gotten to know admiral lynch through our podcasts and is it kind of neat for you to realize that that brotherhood bond exists from guys your age all the way up to guys admiral lynch's age which he said he's 70 years old 80 years old, but yeah. You, you, I, look, I, you look 70. When I see you working out at the gym, pumping iron, I'm like, he's not a day over 70. I do my Pilates every morning, but Keenan knows I have a picture of he and I and Roger together in my office. I see Keenan every day. I love Keenan. Yeah, I appreciate that, Admiral. Um, you know, Bill, you talked about the brotherhood. You talked about it coming full circle. When I was kind of transitioning, you know, out of a playing role and into like, okay, I want to get into corporate America. I, I was reaching out to alumni and reaching out to grads to try to get some mentorship and a sense of direction. And Admiral Lynch was one of the, the members of the brotherhood and, and a grad that was kind of helping me get a, get the landscape him along with Admiral Straw, who's one of my closest mentors really kind of helped me get the lay of like what corporate America looks like. What should I start to get into? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to meet? And then ever since then, it's just kind of set me off in the right direction. And I've ended up in a, been in a lot of rooms and meeting a lot of different people and having a lot of great opportunities. But it's just a perfect example of like, if you need help, all you got to do is pick up the phone, call a grad, call a member of the brotherhood, and they're going to find a way to help you. So to any grads or brotherhood that are listening to this, this podcast, reach out to the admiral, reach out to the people that you play with. Um, and ask them for help, ask them for advice and get a lay of the land because there's a lot that we don't know, um, and there's a lot that you just don't learn unless you you tap into your network and, and meet these people. So that's like one of the calling cards of, of Navy football recruiting is the brotherhood, but it really gets real when you're transitioning out and when you're trying to make decisions on the type of future you want to make, or if you want to if you're trying to get a loan and buy a house, the brotherhood is there to help you do that process. Well said, Ken. Well said. Well, and that's why we talk about the Navy football. There actually is the Navy football brotherhood organization. And I recently wrote a story, which I need to update this year about Tyler Tidwell, who was a great linebacker at Navy, who has uh, unfortunately been diagnosed with a degenerative disease. And the Navy football brotherhood helped pay off his mortgage. They've set up scholarships for his children. I mean, it really is awesome about this brotherhood. Well, Keenan's doing pretty well in his business these days, Admiral. I think he might be coming to you. He wants a million-dollar loan. He's going to build the home of his dreams, a big old palace. Uh, so he might be calling you up, Admiral. You think you'll approve Keenan? Uh, I think we'll give him a shot. I think we'll give him a shot. I think we can trust him. That's for sure. That's great to know. That's great to know. I appreciate that, Admiral. You bet, well, Keenan. Thanks for joining us, Admiral. We're going to have Admiral Lynch on periodically on the pod. Uh, we love to have him on just to talk Navy football in general and tell us about New Day USA. But we really, really want to again say thank you to New Day USA for being the presenting sponsor of the Navy football podcast. 
It's a wonderful partnership, and we appreciate it, Admiral. Thank you. Well, thank you, Bill, and thank you, Keenan and Eric and, and Chris and all of you that worked so hard to put on this program because it's a meaningful program. It's uh, well appreciated out there in the brotherhood, and uh, you guys are really on top of everything, and we really appreciate that. Great program. Thank you. We're, we're proud to be a part of it. Thank you, Admiral. Well, next week, we're going to have our first alumni spotlight segment, and that is now sponsored by Academy Security, which is another Navy football great. Phil McConkie. So we're going to have Phil on to talk a little bit about Academy Security, and they'll be the sponsor of the Navy football alumni spotlight that we do each week. So thanks again for listening to another Navy football podcast. This is our second season. We're excited to another great season of Navy football. We'll be here with you all the way to the end. Two pods a week. We'll do our wrap-up pod on Sundays, which we'll put out on Monday. We'll talk about the game just completed. And then later in the week, we'll do our preview pod looking ahead at the next contest. So for Keenan, Eric, and Admiral Lynch, and our producer, Chris Cervello, I'm Bill Wagner. Thank you very much for listening. It's not too late to get tickets from this Saturday's noon kickoff at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium as your midshipmen take on the Blue Hens of Delaware. Get on over to NavySports.com or call 1-800-US-4-NAVY Get your tickets today. And while you're on the website, don't forget about the little ones in your house. Be sure to sign them up for the Kid Shipman Club. The Kid Shipman Club is the official kids club of Navy Athletics. And for just $20, your membership includes exclusive gifts, free tickets to Navy sporting events, a birthday card from the one and only Bill the Goat, and more. So go to NavySports.com, grab those football tickets, and sign up the kids for the Kid Shipman Club.